So, Josh, there's a lot of buzz around Baby Yoda, or more officially, the child, lately. And this is kind of a sign of the times as a new character rises in the Star Wars universe. Right. And um, in case you don't know what we're talking about, and I'm pretty sure you probably do, because it's like everywhere, even if you don't have it. But So Disney launched their new uh, streaming service, kind of a competition to all the other streaming services out there, uh, Disney+. Plus, and this is their first original TV series for Star Wars universe. And it has a character that everybody is wondering about. Like, uh, they call it Baby... People are calling it Baby Yoda, but of course that's not supposedly the name. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's the closest proxy because George Lucas purposely kind of shrouded it in the mists of mysteriousness and things so that people didn't ask questions about it. But we wanted to talk a little bit about today about the zeitgeist of Baby Yoda. So we're going to launch into the loop and discuss that very thing today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world. We're going to do this by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. Yeah, and if you want to receive updates when new content's available, please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you can receive notifications when there's something new to listen to. We appreciate you, our listeners, for engaging with us and sharing your own curiosities with your friends with us as we explore topics together. As always, you guys can find us on curiositycontinuum.com, and on there you'll find all of our links to our social accounts, and you'll also be able to find out where to listen to our show if you're not already listening to it, which you are. But, I mean, we're on, like, every podcast service pretty much out there. Thanks for your feedback in advance, and let's go ahead and dive into the conversation. So, today, uh, we're calling it the zeitgeist to baby Yoda. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the term zeitgeist, let me just give a quick Google definition here. It says, zeitgeist is the defining spirit and mood of a particular period of history, as shown by the ideas and beliefs of the time. And the reason why we want to kind of focus on this is uh, Star Wars has been around for a couple of generations now, it feels like. Yeah, 40, and 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, two years. Yeah. 40, yeah, this will be the third, 77, yep. We can do math, I promise. Yeah, I know. It's just hard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the simple math is what eludes me. Is it coincidence that, uh, you know, it was 42 years, the answer to Life, Universe, and everything, when the last Star Wars movie came out in the official trilogy line? Maybe. We might be getting a little deep there. <laughs> or a little nerdy there. I'm sorry. If not, you can, re you can reference a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and you'll understand the reference 42. Um, anyway, we wanted to talk about this because... It's blown up all over the internet. It has. People are really hungry for the next thing. And people, I think, really lose uh, perspective on how much it actually takes to do a production TV show. Right. <laughs> to say, like, why can't we watch it right now? It's like, because that's not how television works. There's a lot of prep that goes into it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So maybe we should give a little bit of history on just, like, the Yoda character in general. Sounds great. You had a great quote from George Lucas about Yoda as a character, if we can maybe say that first, then we'll kind of explain the character a little more. Sure. So like um, Yoda 
his quote was basically in re, in response to somebody was asking him about Yoda, like who is he, where does he come from, all that stuff, and he goes, Yoda is just there. He comes and he goes. You know, don't basically don't dig into, you know, his past or really his future or even his people, because. But everybody knows, you know, there's got to be more of them, right? <laughs> right. Or he's the last one. Yoda was kind of this mysterious character that appeared in Empire Strikes Back. And I, I think it was really surprising about how much he really kind of came into the front of it. Now, the original Yoda character, and as for all of them, has been voiced by Frank Oz, you know, masterful performer in many rights of yep. his own. Yep. And, uh, you know, made by Jim Henson's Creature Shop. This was an analog puppet. But it also had a lot of technology in it. But there were things that Yoda did on screen that they really had to plan. Like there was nothing that happened in a scene with Yoda, who's this green being with large ears, if you don't know who Yoda is. Um, And he's like this ancient Jedi master, like 900 years old, like Methuselah, but like not Methuselah. He's like a little green guy. (laughs) (laughs) But about, about as old. And he shares like, he's kind of a little off and a little weird, but he has a lot of wisdom that he shares with Luke Skywalker on his journey to fight Darth Vader. Yoda had all these specific challenges, especially the way they filmed them, because it was like set in a swamp. And I remember if you watch any of like the special edition features or things like that, you can hear candid interviews from people like how problematic it was to make Yoda come to life. Right. Because I mean, he would only be able to move two to three feet, basically whatever Frank Oz could stretch his arms <laughs> to yeah. be able to move him. And the rest of his body kind of contorting on screen. So really, when you think about it, it was a masterful, a masterful job, not only to voice the, at the same time, but then, you know, work the puppet. There's a lot of physical constraints and you get the idea that Yoda is old, but yet he has all this power. And that's credit to the performance that he did to be able to make that happen because he really acted it out. Like there wasn't like all this range and CGI at the time that make him just do flips or whatever like that. They really had to be choosy about how they presented him. Right. Absolutely. So, so that let's talk, that's kind of, no, go ahead, Brian. I was going to say, oh. so that, that kind of sets up who Yoda is to Luke and that's Empire Strikes Back. He comes in, he's introduced as like this uh, grandfather figure of sorts of the Jedi, uh, the Jedis. Right. So he's like, you know, Everybody looks up to him. He's kind of mysterious, but he's also powerful. So everybody's like, okay, we know this guy knows his stuff. So let's kind of, let's fast forward a little bit. So now that character is a totally different character than what this new one is. But the way that it's introduced is very similar. It's very mysterious. You don't really know, you know, what, you don't know the name of this character. He's very young compared to Yoda, who was 900 years old. When we met him, he was like, he was like, he was like, so when we met him, he was like 895, you know? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Just this guy, thing. and supposedly the, the baby Yoda or the child, we'll call him, is 50 years old. But an equivalent, like if you hack off a zero, it's kind of like equivalent of a person. So it's like five-year-old, right? Yeah. Like a four. say much. Yeah. Just laughs kind of. <laughs> Yeah, very, very powerful still in its own right uh, for what it is. Very uh, inquisical, kind of like very childlike in the way it's very curious. Yes. So let's let's ask the question, would Baby Yoda have been as effective now, or the child, 
had we known all there is to know about Yoda. You know, uh, if you recall back to what's considered Star Wars canon, there's only two Yoda-like beings. It was Yaddle or Yaddle, however you want to pronounce it, and there was Yoda. And those are the only two until the child appeared. Do you think that there would have been as much interest in it had it just been like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of Yoda-like beings running around the universe and here it is? Right. No, I don't I don't believe so. And I also I also want to like credit George Lucas for that a little bit. Even though I don't think that was his intent. His intent, I really believe, was just to like leave it alone and not to have anything to do with it. But him doing that, I think, made that even um more I don't even know how to really say it, but like more like people wanted more. They were more hungry for it. I think if they would have revealed everything it would have lost the mystery with it right but here's an interesting thing so george lucas in his worldview was really into eastern religions and things at that particular time in in space and time there was really like here's the wise old yogi or something like that right that's kind of giving out wisdom to to people who would listen disciples of sorts that character now even though we consider it you know we understand that picture that's really not the voices of people that the generation right now is listening to as much. No, they're listening to somebody who's very different. And we kind of think it's embodied within baby Yoda. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the way I think it's just, it really is a sign of our times today, you know? And, and um, I think that's part of the reason it's taken off so much. I mean, what do you think, Brian? There's a scarcity to understanding what baby Yoda is in the first place. Right. I do think it was a, it was a master merchandising move by Disney to not do it and not reveal it because it made it a surprise. Everything now, especially with with the, the internet, internet, with with everything, everything we know, supposedly, this was a surprise even to every. I mean, I have to give the, I have to give everybody credit too on that. Whoever kept that secret, which was everybody, everybody, that was some hardcore NDA work. And some lawyers work because they were probably like, we will take your house and your kidneys if you say something. You yeah. Know? And your children's kidneys and your parents' kidneys. Yeah. And like six else. generations from now, you know. Yes. You owe us kidneys. <laughs> because no one said anything. And that's very unusual. And I think that's part of, I think also maybe the people that were working closely realized this was something special. Something that people were going to latch on to. And they wanted us to be surprised. And I think it provides some line of continuity into the new series. Because Mandalorian, for a series, is really marking where Star Wars is leaving the mainline story that happened through the, the movies, which is now all nine movies. And now you're branching off. But if you do that, it's kind of like, well, I'm so familiar with this story. Like, where do I feel familiar on something? And Baby Yoda's brand new as far as a character or the child, but there's so much excitement about it. Go, Oh my gosh, like here's somebody that I know and I'm familiar with. So even though like we're venturing off into the new, it still is hearkening back to like, this is right. the foundation that we're building the story on. And it's kind of what, um, what has happened with a lot of the new star Wars movies. I, I believe is that they've pulled from the old to kind of give us something new yet. It's familiar. So we're all kind of just, we're on this journey because you don't really know what's going to happen to the character. And yep. it, it is fun. It's It makes it exciting again. Because it's not just like immediate release. 
One thing I actually loved, this might show my own age and preferences, but I actually liked that they released something new every week for that show because it was like, it was like television and then it kind of paced out the content consumption and it created buzz around it when it happened. A lot of times now, like Netflix created the animal of like binge watching everything and it created a consumption pattern where people like just expect everything to drop. So this is an interesting question on this. Um, Do you think that this would have been effect- as effective if they would have released all the episodes for everybody to binge. I don't think so. No, I reason- don't think I don't believe so either. No. There was in in the edit room, especially with television, there's really a lot of power in the editing pause that happens at an ep- at the end of an episode where they they cliffhanger it and they're maybe in the next 5 to 10 minutes of the next episode, you're kind of falling back into where you left off and you kind of have the forward motion. It, right. Those same same things were used in like Netflix, like Stranger Things or something like that, where it's all dropped, where you want to consume the next episode. And it's like it does what it's supposed to do because people would just binge watch the whole thing and they would just be pouring out their love on social media and everything else that it was so great. And Mandalorian did the exact same thing, except what they did is they made people wait. And in an instantaneous culture where you can see whatever you want to see and get whatever you want to get and order yep. it on Amazon and it's delivered same day, they made you wait. And I think it reinforced kind of an old, just the old ads, like, you know, it's it's worth waiting for. It really was. It didn't disappoint people. People were really excited about it. Disney's going to make a crap ton of money on <laughs> merchandise, right. merchandising the fire out of it. But there's so much, like, cultural jujubes flying around this thing right now. They really did a good thing with it. Yeah, I, I I totally am in agreement with you. The way that they release it, the way that it was done, the way the story is progressing. I also do love that this is part of a TV series and not necessarily just a not necessarily just a movie because we are going to get the slow burn of character development. We're going to be able to see this over several um I don't want to get too spoilery for people that haven't really watched it, but it's going to be several seasons I would assume of this type of development slow development it might be some fast stuff in there but also some slower paced stuff yeah i really do believe if you watch some of the work of jj abrams and then john favreau who's uh, who did the mandalorian and was also largely involved with marvel and everything they have really picked uh strong choices to help m- kind of move something that's so embedded in the culture and be able to to uh graciously and responsibly and with a lot of you know outside perspective land the plane in a good spot but also set up the runway for other things to happen it was and they a really also do masterful a good job they're also doing a good job of rebuilding the plane in midair like if there's a problem so i think that star wars has suffered from this more than than i would say the marvel universe since disney launched that where star wars has some older stuff and some newer stuff and they're kind of clashing in the middle and i think the mandalorian expertly takes a little of both and make something new. Yeah, and I agree it's, with that. It's familiar yet it's new and it's exciting. I mean, I I mean I've been a fan of Star Wars since I was a kid and I can see new fans watching this show and they're just excited like I was when I was a kid watching it for the first time. It kind of makes it accessible without being exclusionary. It reminds people, "Oh yeah, there's something for everybody." to come along with it. You know, like the, the people who saw the original trilogy and really loved it, like there's still shreds of that kind of woven through. 
Yeah. And there's a nice continuation. What's funny to me, not funny, but probably a great thing, is that one of the unifying things that can happen in the in the world today still is something like a good old TV show. People talk about it, they can agree about it, they can disagree about it, but it actually gets people talking. And that's why for anything else, like shows and TV and media really create a lot of conversational currency with people. Yeah, and I mean, that's like what we're trying to do too. We're just trying to get people to talk to people. And this is a great vehicle for that. You know, I mean, you don't have to, you can have a, a similar interest of this show and then you're going to sit down and watch it and then you might be talking with somebody about it and then you might come up with some other conversation or some other tidbits of knowledge or you might find out that, you know what, you have a lot in common with somebody else that you don't even realize. And 20 years from now when you're sharing it with your children, you go, you know, there was this time when Curiosity Continuum was just two dudes on a microphone and <laughs> right. now all of a sudden they are this worldwide thing. Like, you listen to Curiosity Continuum when it was two dudes in a room? It's like, yeah. yes, I did. So... Anyway, explore some Baby Yoda slash the child. See what you can come up with. Who is Baby Yoda to you? I don't mean to make it so subjective, but what does that character represent to you? Because if, depending on what age you are, you probably have a different perspective on it. You probably have a really interesting conversation. Yeah, and you know what? We actually want to hear what you think. So we really want to hear you guys reach out on either social media or email us or go to our website, and there's a form there you can fill out. Or you can just give us your email because I think we might actually use our email list that we've been compiling to maybe talk some more about this in an email blast coming up. And that is a teaser for new content coming soon. So I think so, this is a great place to stop, huh, Brian? Put a comma. I think so. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.